Listener Production. A better day for stocks as the end of the month draws closer. And consumers are spending more at the shops. Did markets react? Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Monday, the 28th of August. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Hello, Laura. Hello, Stevie. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. I'm crying, to laughing you. right now. Oh, no. Well, look, the Aussie market rose today. Had a decent start you were to the week. To, to, I was. To tell our listeners. I was. I almost couldn't believe it. I know. I know. It's a big shocker because we did have two <laughs> straight weeks of declines, didn't we? We did, and we've only got three trading days left now in August, and we're currently on track to still have our worst month of the year. But if we have repeat of what we've seen today, the next couple of sessions could be a different story. Yeah, but I still don't think we're going to make up for the three point four percent that we're down for the month of August. Well, okay. Probably. I <laughs> mean, could, it's going to be difficult, could but it could, it could take the story from worst month of the year mm. to not being the worst month of the year. So we'll just have to wait and see what <laughs> happens, I guess. to me. What an optimist. I love I it. And I just know we're not going to finish in positive territory for August, sure. but the less losses, the better, I say. And we did have a strong lead-in from Wall Street on Friday after we had comments from JP, my mate, the US <laughs> Central Bank's boss, where he said he would proceed carefully with the future movements of interest rates. And that saw our market leading higher today. So we lifted by about 2 Thirds of 1% more up by 45 points to 7,160 points today. Yeah, and CL also spoke. Christine Lagarde. I just wanted to, you know, you went with the JP thing. I was going with CL. I don't have never heard anyone call it CL, but um, <laughs> if we were mates, that's probably what I would I would call uh, Christine Lagarde. I CL. wish I had a, a button to to make the crickets noise right yeah, now. Yeah, no, fair enough. That's okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, look, so this was this was important, right? Like this this event. We were talking it about it pretty much all week. That if there was talk of higher inflation, more rates, rate hikes, that it could have rattled markets. Mm-hmm. Definitely not a repeat of what we had last year. Do you want to remind us what no, happened last year? Look, since you are so nicely, Laura, the market fell 6.5% in the US in six days after the Fed Chair JP, your mate, basically mm. was very aggressive in his commentary around more rate hikes, mm. but completely different circumstances. Yes. There was nothing that really spooked markets, and that's why it was a reasonable end. And today, pretty good performance, up 0.6% for the ASX 200. Absolutely. And all but one of the sectors lifted today, which was really good news. We saw energy stocks lifting as a group. That was on the back of higher oil prices. And that's even though Santos fell after trading ex-dividend. Healthcare performed the best, though, and that was mostly thanks to lift in CSL. Financials were higher, too. We saw all the major banks lifting today. But tech stocks were the ones that let us down today. They were under some pressure after a few companies reported disappointing earnings results today. Yeah, so tech's down about 4% now in August. And we are now in the final week of the profit reporting season as well. Nowhere near as busy as what we've seen over the past couple of weeks, but there's plenty of companies out with their numbers nonetheless. And Fortescue Metals handed down its results today. Not very well received actually by investors because the stock fell by 5%, one of the world's largest miners and Australia, one of Australia's biggest as well. Its profits for the year, the lowest annual earning result it had in three years. Profits down 23%, 4.8 billion US dollars. The company actually described that though as the third biggest profit in its history, in its 20-year history. So, you know, it depends how you want to look at it, I guess. What actually helped the company is that it sent off a record amount of iron ore overseas over the year, but there was a longer list of things that did not go quite to plan. So iron ore prices, which it has pretty much no control over, 5% lower for the group. Cost rose 10% for the company. 
because of things like diesel and wages and other inflationary reasons, a one-off impairment or basically some one-off cost that came in because of some issues at a project in WA. And there was a surprise departure of a senior leader who'd been in that role for less than six months and she's left. So they've had plenty of movements and departures, I guess, in recent years, which has been a concern for some investors perhaps. While we are on the topic of surprise departures, we did see Sayona Mining Shares be the worst performer today. Its shares took quite a beating after announcing the abrupt resignation of its CEO, and that was for personal reasons effective immediately. That saw Sayona shares down 27%. They were down even more during the session, and they hit their lowest levels in about two years. Yes, so Sayona, the second worst performer on the All Orders Index today, but the one stock that did worse was Appen, fell by 32% today. The Tech company released its first year results, the outlook for the year as well. Both of those seem to disappoint investors. Its loss ballooned to about $43 million from about $9.5 million a year earlier. Revenues fell, costs rose. It decided to not pay a dividend for the first time since listing back in 2015. So certainly not well received at all. And that's why it lost a third of its share price today. Going the other way, though, EVT Limited, this is quite an interesting company. So they own things like the Sydney State Theatre, other cinemas, hotels, restaurants. So they're like behind IMAX, Ridges Hotel Event Cinemas and a few other things. Their portfolio is actually around $2.3 billion. So they do a lot of stuff, basically. Its shares were among the top performers after posting strong full year results. Its group profit doubled. Basically, it was like 99 point something percent higher. Its hotels and Threadbow segments posted record results, and that was mostly thanks to an increase in its prices, so like things like higher room rates and a more premium experience for its customers. They also said they're seeing a recovery in its entertainment business, and that was on the back of, you know, things like the success of Barbie and Oppenheimer, which both broke records, by the way, and that's helped start the year on a strong note, and they expect even more of these sort of box office strong performances coming up for the remainder of FY24. It also declared a final dividend of 20 cents after not paying a final dividend last year, so this just shows they're back on track now after COVID. Of course, the company was largely impacted by like movie movie release delays, inability to travel, people not being able to to live their lives basically. And so it shares ended 2.7% higher today. A stock that fell today was Link Market Services. Link Group basically does a lot of share registry work. So you might get a statement from them, for example, for a dividend or some type of corporate action from them. But they released the results. Revenues were up almost 5%. Profit rose about 15 Overall, though, it still posted a net loss of about $417 million. The reason why it only fell by about 1.5%, though, is this was very clearly telegraphed and flagged to the market at the start of the month. So its shares are still down about 12% in August, three and a half times as much as the broader share market overall, and it blamed the loss largely on its troubled British business, which it's been in the process of exiting, and that's really cost the company quite a lot of money. I just wanted to quickly mention Santos as well. They traded ex-dividend today, so they were down 1.2%. They'll be paying 8.7 cents per share to eligible shareholders, and that'll be on the 28th of September. But we also got those retail sales figures out today, and that was a little bit hotter than expected. We did. So this was one of the the key things to watch this week for those worried about rate hikes. Um, Basically, retail spending in July rose half a percent. The market was expecting that to be up about 0.2%, so significantly higher. 
driven by things like spending at department stores, clothing, eating out. And one thing they attributed this to, this is the Bureau of Statistics that gets all these numbers and puts them together, is the start of the FIFA uh, Women's World Cup in mm. Australia. And that actually seemed to provide a boost in, at cafes and restaurants as well. The World Cup was mostly, though, in August. So we'll see if that continues throughout this month. Also, school holidays in the first half of July doesn't probably change much for the Reserve Bank, which is going to make a decision on rates next Tuesday. So next week, of course, still very unlikely we're going to get a rate Mm. hike, but we do get a few things that could be interesting to watch here. And of course, Wednesday, inflation, that's going to be a pretty big one to keep an eye out for. That is the big one. That'll be monthly inflation on Wednesday. That's the other, that's the second sort of piece of the puzzle in mm. terms of that interest rate story coming out this week. Other than that, we have reporting season, of course, yep. continuing. So we have companies like Brambles, Flight Center, Points Bet, Harvey Norman, plenty more. Yep, there'll be a lot more. And that generally means that there are quite a few companies that will trade X dividend that cut off for who gets paid a dividend. So it's quite normal Some to see ones. share prices fall, right? So as you say, Santos was probably one of the bigger ones today. Mm-hmm. IAG tomorrow, mm-hmm. Telstra on Wednesday. And West Farmers on Wednesday too. Um, Woods, Yeah, Woodside and, and Woolies on Thursday and as Whitehead well. And Whitehead and Coal. There you go. There's a lot of Coal's them. Coal's on Friday. So quite mm. a few companies trading X dividend, which could weigh on the market a little bit. Moving on to overseas, I think the big event of, of in the US this week will be that economic growth data coming out on Wednesday night and also that jobs data came, coming yeah. out at the tail end of this week as well. Yeah, both important. The one that's more likely to move markets is probably that jobs report on Friday. It's a little bit timelier than the economic growth read, but still we'll, we'll have a look at it. Um, the market at the moment reckons there's about a 20% chance of a rate hike in the US when it meets on the 19th and the 20th of September. So this is the type of data that can can shift that. For those wondering, uh, at the moment, the market's pricing in around a close to a 90% chance that the RBA is going to keep rates on hold next week and a 10% chance of a rate cut, Yes, which is very, very unlikely. Probably I not going to happen. I saw that on the Bloomberg yep. terminal today and I was yep. Like, wow, we finally yeah. got there, maybe. Yeah, so it's very unlikely we're going to get any type of rate cut. That seems like it would be mm. a huge surprise it to the would, market. Definitely. It would, definitely. not being talked about for quite, you know, at all. Mm. Um, but that's why that inflation report this Wednesday could be important. You know, we could see a reversal of those expectations or if we get a very weak inflation report, you know, we'll wait and see how markets respond to that too. Just a few things out of China as well. So we have those purchasing manager surveys coming out on Thursday and then the manufacturing index on Friday. And as you know, we're looking very closely to see what's happening in China, hoping for some more stimulus to boost its economy. So hopefully we'll get something tangible coming out of that. But just looking just just to tomorrow, so mm. we have uh, Star Entertainment and Silver Lake Resources reporting. Yep, and there'll be quite a few others as well, of course. But tight too for those um interested the there's almost nothing in the US as far there's as the main you know major data to move markets um but the UK is uh, going to have a bank holiday so mm-hmm. the London stock exchange is, is closed just in case you trade the uh, the British markets and then tomorrow there'll be a speech from the RBA official bullock but that'll be at 5:40 p.m. so really after the market shuts so we'll probably talk more on that tomorrow yeah she'll be the new boss Exciting. So, Exciting. Um, that's why that's going to receive at least some attention, no mm-hmm. doubt. We're always looking for clues about interest rates, but I guess we're not so concerned just right now because we don't think there's going to be one in next month's meeting. But we're always keen to see what's happening ahead.
That's right. And we talked about stocks trading ex-dividend. Just a reminder, tomorrow, IAG, Worley, The Lottery Corp, and Bega Cheese will all trade ex-dividend. So if you notice their shares falling tomorrow, you know that could be one key reason why. And on that note, everyone, it's been a lovely Monday. We look forward to chatting with you again tomorrow. Happy Monday, friends. We'll see you tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.